Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So we're in a series talking about demands of discipleship. These are God's demands on disciples. And it's amazing uh, that we have believers out there who think you can, that uh, you can take Jesus as Savior but not as Lord, which is not biblical, uh, because he's package deal, okay? I mean, he's all-inclusive. The other thing is that you can be his follower but not his disciple. Well, if you are his disciple, you are a learner, a student, which means you are always learning. And if you're his disciple, you're supposed to want to learn more. Now, that's all being said just to say that, yes, God has demands. He has demands. If you are going to be a disciple, these things are going to show up in your life. Yeah. So, here's another one, and we've talked about a couple, and that has to do with community. Community. Why can't, why can't we just, hey, be Lone Ranger Christians, you know? Why can't we just kind of sit at home? and watch on the internet get some great preaching on YouTube and there is great preaching on YouTube as well as the other kind but you know if you're if you're watching stuff on the internet or on cable or whatever and you're getting uh, preaching and your uh studying and you're giving to the poor, volunteering, why does it have to be this church thing? Why do you have to do that? It's community. Now, the Apostle Paul said it this way. He said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. And there's a reason for that. There's a huge reason for that. But a part of it has to do with the fact that it's very important, oddly enough, for humans to touch. <laughs> now, you might think, well, duh, how else are we going to, like, you know, you know, replic- reproduce? You know, you got to touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. You have to have, you need to have human contact. It's important. They've done studies on people that go into you know, senior facilities, nursing homes we call them in the West, but, and a lot of times those people don't ever get touched, and they go downhill, and they die quickly. It's horrible. Also, there have been studies on babies in orphanages 
overseas in the U.S. that are in, you know, huge wards, a lot of babies, few workers, and not all the workers get around to touching these kids. It really messes people up. These kids grow up detached, have all kinds of problems. Not that they can't overcome them, but there's, you know, there's adjustment problems, there's attachment problems, uh, the emotional. It, it's just, we need <laughs> to touch each other appropriately, obviously, but that's important. Now, interestingly enough, um, there's been some studies that indicate that uh, just one hug a day can improve someone's heart rate, blood pressure, how they feel about themselves. And I don't mean a full, you know, bear hug. I'm talking about, you know, just a one-arm hug or, or, or just, oddly enough, just shaking somebody's hand. These are the kinds of things that should happen at a church. And it's interesting in, in uh, Romans sixteen sixteen, Paul says, salute one another with a holy kiss, okay? And then he says, the churches of Christ salute you. Now, here, there's several verses that talk about a holy kiss, and you have to understand that. That was a, a Middle Eastern custom. Still is in France. Hey, you know, they, they'll greet friends and kiss them on the cheek. But it was a kiss on the cheek, and uh, the word uh, the word kiss that's used in the New Testament specifically is the word uh, phlema, p h i l e m a, phlema. That's the Greek word. Phlema actually comes from. Yeah, here's an interesting thought. The Greek word phileo. Now, if you've studied the words for love in the New Testament, you know, there's agape love, there's eros love. Phileo is brotherly love. So this is a kiss on the cheek. Brotherly love. Now, that was their greeting. Some cultures, that ain't gonna happen. Some cultures, you know, and, and I'm you know, depending on what your culture is, you'd be doing good with a handshake. A good handshake, though, in, in certain cultures, is a great thing. You know, it's still the human touch. So we've, so we've got this one thing, you know, these, that says that loving platonic touch, such as hugging, is also to known to strengthen the immune system and decrease stress and reduce anxiety. How about that? So uh, Sheldon Cohen at Carnegie Mellon University, professor of psychology, said, Being hugged by a trusted person may act as an effective means of conveying support and increasing the frequency of hugs might be an effective means of reducing the, the deleterious effects of stress. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How cool is that? Now, also though, physical contact strengthens team dynamics. Whoa, what are we in the? What are we supposed to be? What are we supposed to be in the church? 
What are you supposed to be? A family. A family's a unit. Team, yeah. But a family. Even tighter team, right? By building... It builds team dynamics by building, you know, non-sexual intimacy. And by the way, I'm getting some of this information off of iheartintelligence.com. Human touch. So if you want to throw in on that. And if you think about it, people do that for each other. It's, it's, it's encouraging. A high five, a you know, a pat on the back. I mean, depending on what your culture is, that it just it means something. You know that 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 you know, hand on the shoulder, clap on the shoulder, hug a hug, you know, one arm hug. Those things help. They help because they reinforce things. That's what we're supposed to be doing in the church. The, and guess what? You can't get over the cable and YouTube. You can't get physical touch. When they start doing that, that's going to get really weird. But here, here's what I'm saying. Right now, can't do that. Can't do that. Something else is physical touch promotes trust and security. Now, Also, people who get physical contact get reassuring, non-sexual physical contact, uh, according to some research, are less violent. And so, a lot of times, some people have had so much inappropriate touching in their lives that they actually block out all the other kinds of touch. Because unfortunately, when someone approaches in a positive fashion, then it immediately triggers bad memories of wrong types of touching. Alright? So here's the thing that still doesn't negate the need for touch. But we have to understand each other in brotherly love, sisterly love, and that's what a community is for. That's why, really, really, a church is a family-type community, and that's why it is so important. It's important to God. They're really are no Lone Ranger Christians. God's family support group is the church. You shouldn't have to go looking for a support group. The church should be that support group for you. Now, is every church that way? No. But there can be. And here's a challenge for you. It, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for for working in churches that already exist because I think they're there for a reason. But hey, if you have to start a church to make a a, a good biblical church, then I guess uh, you know, pray to God. You know, pray and get God and the Spirit in on that project. And if God blesses it, run with it. 
Otherwise, where can the church you're at? And I'm not saying, hey, pastor, I would like a hug group. So I got to tell you, um, there was a church I visited, and I'm just going to admit this: I'm a hugger. All right, uh, I was hugged a lot <laughs> growing up, and so I uh, share hugs. Not the two-arm kind, not the inappropriate kind, the one-arm kind, the appropriate kind, on the shoulder kind of thing. But the deal is, um, I uh, was, it was a new church, and uh, I approached the pastor, you know, was visiting, talking with the pastor. He had seen me more than once. <laughs> And I was reaching out to, to give the man just a quick one-arm hug, and he backs off. I mean, he's like backing off. And uh, took little note of that. Now, i got to say, yeah, kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, didn't like destroy me or anything, but I'm just saying. Kind of took note of that. Um, in that situation, that's the kind of stuff people, I guess, are afraid of. They're afraid of rejection. Look, if he didn't want to hug, that's cool. That's cool. I get it. And now I know why, in some ways, uh, the, uh, there's not a lot of warmth in that particular church. Not a lot. There are some people. There are some people that are very warm people. But when when you have a pastor in that situation, you know, I, I kind of get it. Uh, not making, not trying to psychoanalyze the man or do any kind of, uh, of judgments in that situation. I'm just saying. Warmth is important. Warmth is important. Human touch is important. Can't get that through YouTube. Can't get that through cable. Can't get that sitting at home. Not from your church members. Not from believing brothers and sisters. Okay? And again, there's a heavy emphasis on... The phileo, which is the brotherly, sisterly love, all right, which is non-sexual. So, emphasis on that. And just a reassuring type of thing sometimes, you know? Um, if you run across any pastor that just flat won't touch people, I mean just at all, and I'm not, you know, some cultures are not like that, but I mean, they just don't. <laughs> then I'd, I'd want to do a little research on that pastor. Because I can tell you this, Jesus touched a lot of people. And I got a feeling Jesus gave a lot of people a lot of hugs.
and uh, that's one thing I, I mean, I, I've always thought was pretty cool about M Middle Eastern society as well. Is uh, a lot of times we get to the point where, you know, oh, I don't want to touch anybody. But if you think about it, that's what builds community, builds reassurance. And I'm I'm not trying to overemphasize touch, but I'm saying that's what families do. That's what families do. They give you brotherly, sisterly encouragement and love and encouragement. And that takes physical form. It does take physical form. In the Bible, it's interesting when the prodigal son comes home and his father sees him. And this is the parable Jesus tells about the prodigal son, of course. He runs. He runs. Throws his arms around his son and holds him tight. You know, that's love. So, please, find community. Find that warmth in a community group, a church. Maybe little, maybe big. You might have to go to a section of a church. If it's a mega church, find a little section of the church. Find the hugging people. <laughs> I want the class that hugs people. That'd be really cool. That'd blow their minds, too. Do you have a class that hugs people? Yep. I want to, yeah, I want, I want the hugging class. No spooning, no spooning, just, you know, the hugging. That would be awesome, right? And if you're missing that in your life and, and you've just pushed it off, then, then I, I want to pray for you because there's a lot of hugging going on in, in heaven. And uh, when Jesus comes back and takes this world over, we're going to have a lot more of it. There's a reason touch is important. There's a reason. And with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.